Hello again. Hi, everybody. I say again because I just spoke for 25 minutes and yours truly forgot to turn the power button on on the microphone on the microphone. So, yeah, here we are again. Let's take two. I'm here with my esteemed colleague and companion and partner and raising kids and all that good stuff. My wife, Jenna, if you're new here, we're Dapper Dividends. Hello. Or I'm Dapper Dividends. I don't know who's Dapper. This is Dapper Dividends. What it, take it, whatever you want it to mean, that's what it means. But So we're going to talk about three ways that I like to keep calm or the market can keep calm or I'll keep calm. So I'm having deja vu. <laughs> I just did this. Three ways that I like to keep calm or you can keep calm when the market is crashing and on fire. And uh, then we're going to look at a few dividend hikes that took place in this month of January. So afar, I have had one heck of a day. It started out earlier when I had an ocular migraine. I don't know if you've ever had one of those. I've just started having them. Yes, yes, I've had them before. <laughs> yeah, they're they're don't I, they're not painful for me, but for the rest of the day, my head feels a little loopy. And I feel kind of like, I don't know, foggy, I guess. But it's weird. It's like this little crescent-shaped uh, disturbance in the force that I see in my field of vision. And it lasts about 20 minutes and then goes away. It's a little lightning bolt that distorts your vision for a little bit. And the best thing to do is to stay calm and get into a cool, dark place. Which is amazing when you're probably driving a work truck. Yeah. Well, I stayed calm. I got to the job and then I got out and it was cold out, but it was bright. And then I started cutting with my torch and drilling in uh, wedge anchors and hammering and all that stuff. The but, exact opposite of what I recommended. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here to talk some dividends and, and uh, what you could do in a market crash. And, you know, it's funny. I also... Today is a momentous day. I made my first TikTok video, dude. Super quick, but you know, I just wanted to get it out. Super quick, man. Were you frustrated? Well, Good thing we have teenage daughters. Yeah, well, the video is quick, but my, uh, you know, it took me a few hours to get this thing up and out. And I just, you know, just wanted to do something different. Get on, see if we can conquer TikTok because there's only a few investing people on yeah, TikTok. Note to self: if you're gonna do a TikTok video, don't Google it. Find yourself a teenager and they will help you. They know the secrets and have a quicker way to add to your TikTok. Yeah. So look out, TikTok. Here we come. And it's, you know, it's funny. Before we came down to record the first time, Jenna was cleaning up dinner and, and doing some dishes. And I just think, you know, there's a lot of males, mostly males. I think we could say males. I don't know what the cisgender thing to say is. I'm sure not sure you're using the correct pronoun. I don't know how to be that woke. But we'll say people with a penis are the predominant listeners to this you channel. Sure you could say penis on this thing? I could say whatever the hell I want to say. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right, going back to my job. Yeah, so... If you have a wife, girlfriend, fiance, mistress, live-in lover, whatever uh, you got. Or you're Mr. Mom. Or yeah, or you're the, the stay-at-home husband. It is the least, it is the worst paying job in the world because you have no cash flow coming in for that duty, taking care of the children, the young children. 
the children. We love the children. Michael Jackson used to say that you get no, you don't get any money for it. And you're on call 24, seven, 365. It's, it is the least appreciative job. So make sure you thank your wife that you're the chef, the teacher, the chauffeur, the social worker. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, coach. Cook, seamstress, mm. cleaning, janitor, everything. Yeah. What medic. Teacher you know. of all the trades, doctor. Yeah. So just make sure to thank if you are the parent of a child, make sure you thank the person that spends the most amount of time with them. And, you know, it just made me think because my wife's grandmother, her, which is our kid's great grandmother, Gigi, needs a little bit of help now. And they had to hire a person to help her with uh, just everyday things. And that person gets paid a pretty penny from what I understand, which is funny because she does a lot of the things a parent would do, cooking, cleaning, bathing, just helping that way. So hats off to all the Mr. Moms and the mothers that uh, in the world, make sure you give them a thank, thank, give them a thank. I don't know what that means, but <clears throat> my voice is shot, but we're going to get through it. What I wanted to tell you was something I had a thought of as well as my grandfather. I asked him if he was afraid of dying when he was, you know, getting up there. He lived in 91. And I asked him when he was in his late 80s, he said he was not afraid of dying. But what he was afraid of was becoming uh, losing his independence and having his to have his family do everything for him. That's what he was afraid of. And as he told me, you know, death is just as natural as birth. So it's a part of life. Pretty cool. So hope that hope for the best and plan for the worst. He used to say, and when we're in the market, if you only have hope, well, that's not a good strategy to be in the market with. And I love it because the market is really starting to turn negative. My mother just sent me a text yesterday and asked, hey, is the market crashing? What I hear something about the markets going on. So that's kind of funny. That kind of let me know when you hear somebody that doesn't pay attention to the stock market, now they're it's on their radar and they're asking about the market. Well, that tells me that something this could be uh, this could be the restart of the recession. Maybe we're already in it. And it's already begun. We don't know, but we do know that the Fed is going to be raising rates at least three rate hikes this year. And they're trying to do that to fight inflation because remember under Paul Volcker, they did that under Reagan. Uh, they raised rates because they want to stop that velocity of money, the money changing hands. And that's really what has inflation pick up is those dollars floating around and circulating. So when you raise interest rates and the banks pay more, people start saving more. It's harder for businesses and people to borrow money. So it really starts to cut down that velocity of money changing hands. Does it make things more expensive? Inflation makes things more expensive, but that would be deflationary if people are spending less because it's like an auction. I mean, that's basically what the economy is is that people, there's a buyer and there's a seller, and it's an auction every day. Is there has anything to do with that uh, restaurant menu that I told you about today? Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I saw uh, 
um, a neighborhood post. I forget what the app is called, but uh, someone who had gone to, can we say the restaurant name? Yeah, yeah. A, a Pepe's restaurant, and they had a sign taped to the front of all of the menus, and it said, I mean, it was it not it was in broken English, but it said generally uh, the prices on the menu are general and uh, will change depending on the uh, emergency, which I can only assume meaning COVID is yeah. the emergency. So, uh, for example, the fajita dinner is listed in the menu as twenty one ninety five, which I think is pretty pricey anyway for a fajita <laughs> dinner. So, before ordering, they ask, "So, how much is the fajita dinner?" I would I'm interested in how much would it be. And the waitress said, "I'm not sure. Uh, probably at least twenty nine ninety five. Now, that's a forty percent increase and they weren't sure that's a big difference yeah they should just start writing it in chalk yeah i remember reading about in weimar germany that they would when you would sit down for a meal by the time you paid the price had already gone up and changed so you know here's the three things first of all number one is do not panic sell panic selling is the worst thing you can do always sell with a reason and know why you're selling with a plan when you sell at a loss, you're locking in that loss. It's now an actualized, a realized loss where otherwise it's just a paper loss or a paper gain. So until you sell, that loss is not realized and you can recover. And there's always a chance the market's going to rebound real quick and then you got to buy in higher. So effectively, you were buying high and selling low and then buying high again. Don't do that. Don't panic sell. Number two that I love is buying the business. And I know you've heard me say it before that you are not buying a stock ticker. And I think a lot of young people that YOLO'd into the market are going to learn this lesson that haven't lived through a recession is that you're buying an actual tangible business and you're laying claim to all the assets that it produces with your share that you're buying really powerful, cool stuff that you can buy these great companies and actually own the businesses and you're buying the cash that it produces. Again, strong businesses will survive recessions. Companies like Bristol-Myers Squibb, uh, the pharmaceutical company, Church and Dwight, they, if you don't know Church and Dwight, they've been paying a dividend for a long time. They have uh, Arm & Hammer baking soda and Trojan condoms things people need. Comcast raised their dividend, Walmart, McDonald's, all companies that have things that people want and need, even if cash is tight, raised their dividends in the last recession. Want and need. I I want and need the dollar French fries I get off of the McDonald's app. Not supposed to get high on your own supply. <laughs> I actually don't eat a whole lot of fast food. None of us do, but I downloaded the app and now I can't find myself getting rid of it because, uh, French fries are $4. A large fry is $4. Now I'm sorry, but those are skinny little fries and it's still made out of potato. <laughs> yeah, the potato farmers, that's uh, Archer Daniels Midland. They grow potatoes, agriculture. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. I always, some of my coworkers, whenever they eat McDonald's, I, I've, I don't eat fast food. I just don't like the way it makes me feel. 
probably because I'm weaned off and I'm no longer addicted to it. You're no longer addicted to McDonald's crack French fries. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I always thank them. As soon as I see them with that McDonald's bag, I always say, I thank you for contributing to the dividends of the company that I own. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is a vicious circle because once you get that dollar French fry, you fill out the survey and you buy one, get one free egg McMuffin. So you got to come back for breakfast the next day. Hey, that's, that's great, man. Drug dealers should do that. You know, the cr- corner crack dealer, buy one, what, get give one. You, give you egg McMuffin? If drug dealers gave out egg McMuffins, I might change my mind. Oh, the BOGO. Uh, Johnny on the corner. You can keep your BOGO. drugs. Give me an egg McMuffin. <laughs> Yeah. So McDonald's, they're going to be fine when there's a recession because people are going to, it's cheap food, you know, but it is what it is. So many stocks dropped over 50% during the last recession, but you know what? The business was okay. And the market, the stock market is not always the economy. They're, they are connected, but they're different. Remember the stock market is a market of stocks. It is just an auction. There's always people buying and selling. For every seller, there must be a buyer and vice versa. And number three is realize that a panicked market creates opportunities. Panicked sellers create mispriced stocks. And with that mispriced stock, you can buy a solid business. You know, when I buy dividend stock companies, I like to think of it as I'm buying the cash flow that they produce and I can't ever sell the stock. So I'm only buying the business. And when you look at it that way, it makes it a lot easier to hold through turbulent times. So put it this way, right now I have McDonald's. I was buying them hardcore right around $150 a share. If they would have went to under $100 a share, I may have considered taking out a personal loan to buy more McDonald's because yeah, the market's crashing, but McDonald's is still going to be there. They're still going to be okay. They're still going to make money. By the way, McDonald's feeds 1% of the world's population every single day. Check it out on Google if you don't believe me. Okay. So just remember that panicked sellers create mispriced stocks. And when the share price goes down, we love to say the yield goes up. Just like Cake saying in the 90s, remember that? The share price goes down, the yield goes up, somebody goes home with the cup. He's going the distance, he's going for speed. He's all alone. That's cake. If you're young and you don't remember cake, I could care less. Go to hell. (laughs) Don't go. I'm having some fun. I got to entertain myself because I've done this now for hell. I don't know. I've been speaking so long, my throat's going to fall out of my mouth. Anyways, anywho, hi, how's it going? Let's get to some fun, notable dividend stock increases in the month of January. January. They have uh, increased dividends, some of these stocks. Now, I'm not going to go through all of them. I put a whole slew. If you go to dapperdividends.com, you can check out the latest article. I did, I think, 19 increases and a dividend king. And after I did the article, a few more came out. So we'll get to those here. Uh, Time permitting, we're at 15 minutes in. Time stamp from, time check from the pilot house. They used to say that when I was on the John C. Stennis 
the uh, that was the aircraft carrier I served aboard in the 90s. I got off of that boat in 1999. By the way, fun fact, sailors don't call their ships ships. We call it a boat. Even though the aircraft carrier was as tall as the Empire State Building, and it did house 6,000 crew with the full air wing on board, we didn't call it a ship. It was the boat. Now you know, and knowing's half the battle. Yo, Joe. So first up, what do we got here? January 3rd, and I'm only starting with this one, which is ticker OZK, as uh, Bank of the Ozarks, I like to call it. But Bank Ozark, OZK, is a 3.4% dividend increase, which is their 46th consecutive quarterly increase. So they increased that every quarter, and they raised it to $0.30 a share, only a 2.58% yield. They do have a borderline safe dividend score of 50 and who do we got up next? Uh, I won't go into all of these. Viatris hiked their dividend 9.1% on January 6th. They raised it to 12 cents a share from 11. And that was their first increase since they initiated a payout in last summer, June of 2021. 3.29% yield. Simply Save Dividends gives them a borderline safety score of 50. And did I say to you that they were a spinoff? A spin I was going to say a spun, a spin-off from Pfizer, Salib Gold. That was the worst gold member impersonation ever. Uh, what do you want to know? Enterprise Partners increased 3.3%, which is uh, they've continued raising dividends since 98. Stag, you know, I like Stag. They pay a monthly dividend, only a 0.7% increase, but that was their 10th annual increase. So they are now a dividend achiever. Remember, achievers raise their dividend every 10 years consecutively. Uh, 25 years is the dividend aristocrat and the dividend king is 50 years. And I do believe, and I should know this, bad, 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 naughty, he's naughty, should be, I think 20 years is something too. I'm, I could Google it, but maybe you can Google it and tell me. Uh, this is a big one. January 14th, BlackRock hiked their dividend 18%. That is their 12th straight year. They raised it to $4.88 per share per quarter. So quarter 98 dividend safety score. They're very safe, but only a 2.48% yield. And BlackRock is a bit of an expensive company. I think they are right around uh, $700 a share. If you will give me a second here to go to the old Google machine and talk to you. Well, $787 and 96 cents is BlackRock. So it, you know what, here, why don't we do this? It looks like they may be expensive and you would think, wow, $787 a share. But check this out, yo, check it out. Their share buybacks, they had 178 million shares outstanding in 2012. They have 154 million shares outstanding in the last 12 months. So they are buying back shares, which uh, means there's less shares for those earnings to go out over. Fast and all raised their dividend 11% to 31 cents, ticker FAST. This New York City utility, <laughs> it sounds like I wanted to start that off. 
it sounded from the the little blurb I'm reading like Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Doot, doot, doot. This New York City utility giant has raised their dividend for 48 consecutive years and has the longest dividend growth streak of any utility company in the S&P 500. What is Con Ed ticker ED, Alex? Yes. (laughs) So Con Ed consolidated Edison, grew their dividend 1.9% for the 48th year. They will be a dividend king in a few more years. Watch for that. Alliance, I'm not familiar with, ticker LNT. They're a Midwest electric utility provider. Raised their dividend 6.2%. American Express, they've always had such a low yield. I've never invested, and I probably should have because they just boosted their dividend 21%, which is their first raise since September of 2019. So they are now paying 52 cents a share a quarter, and they have paid uninterrupted dividends since 19. A 77 year before I was born, but that was the year I was conceived in. So theoretically and technically, I was alive in the year 1977 when Star Wars came out. And fun fact, the day that my mother found out she was pregnant with yours truly is also the day that Elvis Presley died. Next up, what do we have here? Archer Daniels Midland, who I talked about, agricultural company, raised their dividend 8.1%. They have paid a raising dividend every year since 1975. So that is, let's see, hold on with me. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm rolling and scrolling. He's strolling, strolling, strolling. 45 years of dividend growth streak for Archer Daniels Midland. And remember what I said that in times of high inflation, agriculture companies do well because we all need to eat. The robots don't need to eat. So if the robots ever take over, might see Archer Daniels Midland suffer a little bit because they're not going to need agriculture. They'll need it to feed the human slaves, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) I like Archer Daniels Midland, by the way. One of the oldest dividend stocks that I have, and they have a dividend safety score of 94. So they do have a very safe dividend. Uh, Next era partners, ticker ticker NEP, raised their dividend 3.3%. Norfolk Southern, 14% increase, which was the third increase in the last 12 months. Check that out. In December of 2020, Uh, Norfolk Southern had a 94 cent dividend and they just raised it to $1.24. That's pretty dang cool. 86 safety score. And they have raised their dividend for, I think, six years right now. Let's see, four years, but 19 years uninterrupted for Norfolk Southern. Wells Fargo increased their dividend 25%, but check it out. It's 25 cents. They raised it 25% to 25 cents, but it's still less than half of what it was in June of 2019 when it was 51 cents a share, only a 1.86% yield for Wells Fargo. Energy transfer, 15% distribution increase. Remember with those MLPs, the master limited partners, you're the partner, partner. They are just a pass-through entity. You're a partner in the business. They have a 7.29% yield, which is higher because they're passing through all those, almost all those earnings to us 
and we have to pay the taxes on those. And they're currently at 0.175, 17 and a half cents a share. And I always say that if you can look into it, my opinion, limited partnerships, MLPs are best held inside of a Roth because those dividends are not tax advantaged. And in the Roth, such as you don't pay anything, no more gains, you don't pay anything on those dividends. So really good place to hold it. The dividend king here, Kimberly Clark, they are now the dividend king with their 50th annual increase of 1.8% to $1.16. Their dividend yield 3.38%, 88 safety score, very safe. From what Simply Safe Dividend says, I have had some other dividend investors point out some things on their balance sheet uh, that, you know, on the cash flow statement, I mean, that could give them pause. And uh, they're a dividend king now. So Kimberly Clark, wiping butts, blowing noses, keeping us clean. They've got a place in society. And who else does? Health Benefits Company, Anthem, ticker ANT. M raised their dividend 13% to $1.28, but they have a dividend safety score of 99. Dios mio, that's a safe score. Intel, I like. They've been dropping, had a little bit, not as what the market and the street expected for their earnings recently, but the dividend yields 3.4%, which is well above the five-year average. They raised it to 36.5 cents a share. 96 of a dividend safety score. Chevron boosted their dividend 6% to $1.42. That yield is 4.20%, but it's pretty much in line with the five-year average. Chucky Schwab, Charles Schwab, Charles Schwab has increased the dividend 11% to 20 cents a share, which is their first raise since early 2020, but they have a dividend safety score of 99 because that yield is only 0.8%. 89%. So they have an itty bitty, itty teeny tiny weeny dividend. Uh, Comcast raised the dividend 8% to 27 cents a share. Tractor Supply, ticker TSCO, check this company out. 77% increase, which is the largest in their company history. And they are now at 92 cents a share, but only 1.76% yield. So they have room to grow that dividend even more. Wrapping it up here, Polaris, ticker PIL, raised the dividend 1.6% to $0.64. That's their 27th year. And last but not least, the financial services technology. They do data processing, and uh, they are FIS. Hike the dividend 21% to $0.47 a share. And it's a company I'm not that familiar with, but FIS has been increasing that dividend for 17, or I'm sorry, that's been uninterrupted for 17 consecutive years their dividend has. So that's puts a bow on it. Hey, hit me up at on Twitter at RustyRam78. I kind of rambled through and went through a lot of these really quickly, but you know, I thought it'd be a fun episode to do. I might do this. Uh, I'll try to be more concise. Maybe at the end of February, I'll save it. We'll go over all the dividend increases, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll do it a little bit, a little bit quicker. I don't know. Let me know what you thought of that again, Will. If you're listening still, if you're still listening, Will, he lets me know how the show is going, what he wants to hear, things he's thinking on the old Twitter machine. I'd like to hear it, and I don't know. I like talking to you guys. It's a little weird. I'm getting more used to it, talking to this microphone with nobody here. You can tell my wife she didn't pass out or fall asleep. 
she's got stuff to do. So if you like hearing her join me for the first, you know, five, 10 minutes or whatever of the show, we can keep doing that. And as always, thank you for listening. Seriously, I really do appreciate it. And as I'm exploring new things, I'm trying to do live streams, uh, having fun testing out uh, TikTok and YouTube shorts. Just why not have fun with life? As I was just telling my daughter, there's a few things she was nervous about doing in school. I told her, you know what? The obstacle is the way to quote Ryan Holiday, not a poet. You must push through what you don't want to do. Lean into it because when you're uncomfortable, that's where the growth happens. Growth happens outside of your comfort zone, baby. That's where it is. Me doing this this weekend, there's another YouTuber, the Rad Dad Investor, and I'm going to do a just a chat with him. And it's uncomfortable for me because I'm going to initiate the Zoom call and set it up and I've never done that before. I've been on the receiving end of some Zoom calls as I just did an investing with homies show, which was interesting. I forgot to record it. So we'll see if they publish it and I can get that up one day. But you know what? I'm leaning into something that I don't want to do because it's uncomfortable, but I would like to grow and get the word out more. So to do that, I have to get out of my comfort zone because that's where the growth happens. So say hi to me, check me out on dapperdividends.com. And I like it when people say hi, I'll talk to you in the next episode.